Welcome back to Hannah's Homestead Podcast, hosted by myself, Hannah Bailey. I am looking forward to talking to you every episode about something that surrounds homesteading, homeschooling, homemaking, how to do, and all of the hacks that you need and want to know about doing this on a budget. Because really, you don't have to drive yourself into debt or be overwhelmed with getting your farm or homestead and self-sufficiency going. Hello, I'm so excited to tell you more about who I am, what I do, and how we got this farm. So my name is Hannah, and you have probably listened to the trailer and our initial episode, and if you haven't, um, there a little bit background about me is I was a 10-year 4-H'er. I am a mom and a wife, and we just have this homestead that literally kind of fell into our laps. So in 2020, you know, the year shut down, everyone knows that, and Indiana reopened on my birthday in May of that year, and my husband was deployed at the time in the Middle East, and we had talked about getting a farm when he got back, buying a house, all of those things, so he got back in late July, and then I kind of started looking around September, October, early November, and the first place that we looked at had nine acres and it was close enough to everything that we needed like a straight shot and far enough out there however the house needed so much work okay so much work and obviously we went with a VA loan both of us having been in the military we had that opportunity and we took it um whenever it came to getting a loan So that house did not work out. It was never going to be VA approved. So after many weeks of crying and begging people to help us out with trying to get what we wanted, I guess, or what we thought we wanted, really, um, I finally started searching in the southern part of that county (laughs) and widened my range of what I wanted and where we would look and so we found another farm but it only had just under three and a half acres and it was I want to say like I think it's like 60,000 over what we originally saw at that the first house and you know my husband was like I don't know if we can do this (laughs) and so I said you know what no I walked into this house it immediately felt like home I knew it was home and that's why I tell everyone all my friends that go into the buying process now and are looking for their dream home I tell them it will feel right it will feel right I did not take my children with me when I did the initial walkthrough and because I didn't want them to get excited I didn't want them touching anything I didn't want them to get their hopes up none of that so I had gone by myself and was looking and it just felt right And so, did all the inspection, all of that. The house does need work still, but it was still VA approved. And so, it was very exciting. And we were able to literally close what will be two years on January 2nd. 
We closed on our house in 16 business days because two years ago this week, right after Thanksgiving is when we first got our pre-approval letter on December 7th will be the day that our um, our offer was accepted. So it has flown by. That first year flew by so fast. And that first year I lived in that farm alone. And so it was a lot of work. And I will tell you that so much will happen and happen quickly that you won't even be able to think twice about what you're doing. When we moved in, the house came with three pigs, two goats, um, two ducks and like 30 chickens. And a month later after moving in, the sellers had come back into our lives and had asked us to take on a dog that was not adjusting well with their move. And we still have him. They were worried that he was going to pass on because he is an older dog. He's 13 now, but that dog is so spry and excited about life and still digs bones and hole digs up bones from holes from previous digging and he's just the best best old man so we really didn't even have an opportunity to settle in and decide what we wanted to do um everything was already kind of in place there were there was one shelter we had and still have because we need to put another barn on it we still have a slab original slab where a beautiful red barn used to be um i don't have the original pictures so that is kind of disheartening but all the neighbors have told us that there used to be a big red barn that was on that that slab and right now we just have a windbreak shelter and so i know i'm going to be all over the place and explaining things to you i just want you to know about who i am right now and what we do and why i'm doing the podcast and all the things that i've been involved in with getting our homestead into the community and being known so we had all these animals that we came into and kind of just took on and oh i'm gonna take a breather for a split second hold on okay so i bet you can tell that i get really excited and passionate about everything that i want to talk about everything that i've done everything that i can't wait to share because in my struggles in my trials in all of my ups and downs and lows and highs and upside downs is what it feels like some days i have learned so much in literally not knowing what the hell i'm doing most days okay I'm someone who, when I'm at work, I have everything planned out in 30-minute increments because that's just how I run my day. I am very strategic. I'm very outlined. And so when I get the opportunity to show my creative side and to talk about things that I absolutely love, sometimes it, it sounds and feels like I'm flying off the handle, but I am just so on fire about starting a homestead, starting a farm. I mean ours literally fell into our laps and when we moved in we had only been there for six months before a hailstorm came flooding through I guess the grass didn't flood but um came coming through and like destroyed I guess that's super dramatic I'm sorry (laughs) it it, there was so much hail and I'm talking the size of my palm and it did damage the roof and our siding on both the house and the garage both roofs and both sidings and 
so it, it was wild we had donkeys running around wildly we had dogs out there barking like panicking okay and so I was like oh are we going to be losing like so much and what we haven't even really had yet and got to experience and build and create and so what ended up happening with that and you know I say that we had in our first year what most people don't have in 10 and or in 10 years is what we packed into one and so we submitted submitted the damages to insurance and they covered everything and I know it's God's will and it's been an incredible journey and we literally got to recreate the exterior of our home and our garage and our farm by the hand of God and by nature taking its course and I cannot tell you guys you're going to have nature take its course we live at the top of an s curve and so we have a lot of people that come flying into our yard because they're not prepared to make that that curve and go down that hill and it's blind spot and we've had people come within inches of of hitting my bees when I had the hive up in the front and we've had our fence knocked down we've had people hit our tree we've it's been wild okay and so I want to share with you everything that you should expect and know that the unexpected will happen in your life because it's just going to anything that you expect with your farm is going to be even wilder than what you can imagine you know in our first year of farming we had over 50 pigs when we had started with three and then I'd gotten two more and all of a sudden it just became astronomical like my rabbits don't even breed that well right and all of a sudden my pigs are just popping out 13 at it's just wild and so be prepared to be in over your head very quickly if you really want to dive into self-sufficiency because you're going to learn really quick that in order to sustain it it's going to be all on you and it's going to be around the clock and I was not prepared there's nothing that can prepare you other than someone telling you a story of how it happened to them and that's what I'm here for so as you go through this series and you learn about all the things that I do um, with my farm with my family and how I connect in my community and my network and what I do for everyone that I that comes to me I try so hard to be a resource I share that I quilt I'm basically an 88 year old woman in a 28 year old woman's body I love to can I taught myself how to can and I I love to water bath can I don't like to pressure can I'm terrified of pressure canners I love having a wood burning stove that was a blessing that our insurance approved as well and didn't have didn't tell us to remove and our um, inspector didn't write it off as a risk like that is major because a lot of people when they come in have all of these restrictions to be VA approved in a brand new home and and our home is 98 years old and we're doing all kinds of renovations because it's just an old house and so <laughs> that's just what we got ourselves into that's what I wanted I wanted that little white house and that's what I got and it has so much character and so it's humbling and I want you to associate humble 
with my podcast because I don't love things being new. You'll learn that I don't love having brand new clothes. I don't care about the car. Most of the time you're going to hear me recording in my little old Mazda SUV that has 230,000 miles on it. And it was like made in 2005, I think. I don't know. It's an old car and it runs, right? It gets me from point A to point B and it's a tank. And I'll one day tell my story on here about my alive day and my truck. That's a tank. And how it saved me and that old farm trucks get us they get us by and so I'm really excited for you guys to realize what actually matters and if you most of you that's going to be listening actually already knows what matters and they've let go of the materialistic lifestyle that others live and I'm going to teach you how I thrift how I barter how I trade, how I even formulate time to, and I tell you, I'm telling you, it's a formula. It's not me just putting in time and plugging it in to homeschool my girls. It has to be completely calculated and strategic. I can't just say we're doing it on this day. We're going to do it every day. That's not how I live. I have my, like I said, my days are already planned out and you know, it, it just is what it is. Our children are going to learn best by being present. And they're going to see the life skills. They're going to see home economics. They're going to see real world issues. And that is what we need to get back to. That's totally my opinion. If you have a different opinion, by all means, that's fine. I don't know if this podcast will be something that you enjoy in the long run. So I, I'm going to give you with that grace and understanding that we might have different opinions on how to raise kids and that's very very likely that we do so I just wanted to preface that how I raise my kids is probably completely different than everyone else on here so I'm really excited um I'm hoping to put my girls into 4-H they're not old enough yet my husband did not do 4-H he was raised in the city he did not have livestock he did not do anything along those lines and so this is all new to him and I will say he's very good at, at doing building and woodworking and welding and all the gardening I'm not a gardener I'm really bad I have a black thumb when it comes to gardening give me a pig great give me a sick animal that needs to be um, rehabilitated fine raising kids getting them from point a to point b absolutely winging different dinners absolutely i'm really good at creating my own recipes but we all have our capabilities and skills and that's what i'm really excited to share with you guys so when you come on to this podcast just know that there is no one right way. There are a million right ways to do it. And I'm just sharing our way that has been and done right by us. And we'll tell you all the things that went wrong along the way. I am completely open about that. I will tell you all of my failures because I don't have any shame around them. And I want to prevent someone else from having to experience loss or struggle if I can. So I appreciate you guys listening in. I am 
very much hyperactive, energetic, and I, if you can't feel that energy through here, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so I am excited for everything that's to come, and thank you for getting to know me. I am really excited to have a more structured podcast episode coming up. My very first one is going to talk about how we even got into pigs. And I know I kind of mentioned it earlier in this episode. I had mentioned that we had three that came into um, the process of our buying our farm and they were included essentially. So I'm going to talk more about that. I'm going to talk about the different pig breeds that we've gone through and what we actually have enjoyed, what we raise predominantly now, how we process them. I also have done a podcast with Dreamweavers Homestead. So if you would like to listen to that episode, I will link it here in the show notes because that is another podcast that I will be guest speaking on again in the next couple months. And there is a homestead conference that I will share more details on as the date gets closer. That way we can connect in real life and we can connect on a more personal level, learning about what each of us have to offer in this homestead community. And so I'm really excited for everything that's to come because this next year, as I put out an episode a week, I can't wait to hear the feedback and the the excitement around what you're learning and what you want to learn because there are so many people that are within my network that I can bring on and I want to make sure that it's beneficial for each one of you. So please let me know what you like to hear and please let me know what you raise. If anything, let me know your skills. Do you quilt? Do you craft? Do you do woodworking? Do you raise rabbits? Do you raise quail? We tried quail. It was horrible. They're pesky little things and they were so hard to contain. Do you know how to manage predators? And I can talk about that as well. We have probably 85 different methods and techniques of different predator control, but every single person has a different predator that is lurking around their farm because of us all living in different regions, whether it's even just regionally within a state or within the country. So I'm really looking forward to um, connecting and really bouncing ideas off one another as the the podcast. I apologize for my stuttering and you can hear how energetic I am. I apologize um, for all of that. So as we go on, I look forward to all of the stories that are going to be able to be told on here because we now have a platform and I can now give other people a voice to share the things that they want to talk about and that they're passionate about when it comes to their farm and homesteading agriculture and literally going off the grid if that is what they want to do we are not fully off the grid I will say my electric bill was only 150 something dollars last month and I will talk about doing that on a budget and kind of like you heard earlier, I apologize, I need to get some water, but our farm came with a starter kit of livestock and so that was a budget thing that we couldn't have done. We could not have brought in these animals had we just bought a house and so the fact that they were already there and they were left behind for us to raise and take on was a major blessing and 
it's just incredible. I, I really think that a lot of people don't get this opportunity. Actually, I know a lot of people don't get this opportunity. And so being able to share it and share it with so much humility is something that I will always cherish because it is unreal, you know, and I also talked about how earlier in the podcast, our home is completely renovated because what would have been a storm for other people and a nightmare for us was a dream come true because we got to renovate our home on insurance's dime and we'd only been there for six months. Like what a blessing in disguise and, and the people around us also got to renovate their homes. Like it was just one of those things that, wow, eye opening that something that would, I would have considered years back be catastrophic and frustrating was so beneficial for exactly what I envisioned in my home and completely redesigning everything that's in in my dreams right and so then you look at it as um you look at it and you realize that's just the beginning we're not even two years in this is just the beginning you know I look at my little SUV I got it for free it it was a major blessing this thing sometimes has its check engine light come on but everything checks out and it's just fine and it gets me everywhere I need to go and I value this SUV so much even when my brakes squeak because they're not completely tight and we really need to look at things as they really are and not as how others see them because once you're grateful for something it really does multiply exponentially and become something more and and it just it's very childlike and it's important that we become childlike in his kingdom and you'll hear me speak on things in such a biblical sense because I really do and I, I I do honor him and I appreciate all that God has done for my family because I feel very much redeemed in in this and when I speak about God I actually calm down quite a lot because this isn't something that I could have done by myself. This is something I prayed for and I begged for. And I'm grateful that I've not been robbed of this and had this taken from me because there are so many things that life could do and happen to us and we could lose it in an instant. You know, I have friends that have lost their homes and I'm over here like in awe that we barely use our electricity because we utilize daylight and we utilize our wood-burning stove and sure the wood-burning stove is a threat sometimes right if it's not clean if the chimney's not taken care of and we're not on top of that it could completely give us like cause some damage and what would we be able to do you know but that wood-burning stove is such a blessing because we are able to heat our home with that and reduce our electric bill. And so a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is not just reshaping um, the way that we live, but it's going to be reshaping how we think about things as well. And the way we view things and our perception of things 
really does change the perspective of others and it helps us have a positive perspective and outlook when we perceive it in a positive way and not that we are being burdened by the struggle. And so I feel that our blessings continue to multiply because I don't feel burdened when there is what I would call the suck. You know, had things happened to me in the past, they would have been sucky. But I really feel that when I came onto my homestead, it was a redeeming moment and refreshing because I felt so purpose-driven and I felt like I had so much fulfillment and a need. I was needed. It fulfilled something I needed and it it filled (laughs) it filled a human need we all have human needs and this really did save me and so that's why I'm really passionate about it and as you develop your homestead you're going to find something that is very specific uh, along those lines along what you do like for me it's not my garden because I'm terrible at it I'm really good at at um planting tomatoes I'll just throw them to my animals and rotate them and they can poop them out and seed them right and I'm really passionate about my pigs but I am just not good at at the building I'm I'm really good at networking I am not good at splitting wood and so (laughs) we just all find our thing and I really can't wait to share more because there's a lot that has happened in a very short time frame and it's just going to continue to compound so thank you for listening as I go off on a little bit of a tangent but man love what you do and it won't feel like work okay I'm gonna hit you with some cliches sometimes thank you for tolerating it (laughs) I you know what I'm not even gonna say thank you for tolerating it because if you're here you are as passionate as I am. It's not tolerating. It's investing in your own energy. And I want you to take some of my energy. Have it. Have it. I'll share. I have plenty of energy to give you. So until next time, I will have a different topic. And now you know a little bit about me. So I will talk to you guys soon.